A lot of people glorifying this journey mm -hmm. and people doing it, you know, electively rather than for medicinal or, you know, medical reasons. And for me, I mean, obviously it is personal. It rubs me the wrong way seeing people glorify it mm -hmm. and you know they'll post about it and they'll kind of selectively choose what they want to share and I understand that like we live in a world where everything is 20 second you know reels mm. and it's just doing what you can to get those views and whatnot yeah. but it's also you have a responsibility yeah. when you're sharing that yeah. because people do take social media very seriously yeah. Welcome to another episode of Udun Sukkar, where we discuss and question cultural norms without sugarcoating or filtering. Today's episode was a, started as a spark because I posted a reel about two women discussing infertility and fertility uh, preservation tools like egg freezing and IVF and how it got emotional. My guest here had a lot to say. So we said, how about we turn this into an episode? Um, today's episode is about what is called now social fertility approaches, which are not fan so fancy words when you use egg freezing and IVF as a social for a social reason, not for medical need. And my guest and I today have actually experiences where it was a medical need and we want to talk about how the how society took this and ran with it and de-glorifying it a little bit because we had first-hand experiences and what does it really mean and what does it really take and how it has been a little bit abused just a little bit um so today <laughs> a little bit so, tad, tad. so today i have Layla. i've known Layla for around 10 years yep Delayla, tell us about yourself. Oh, that's <laughs> such a loaded question. <laughs> we don't need to go into her childhood trauma. Uh, no. We can stick um, to <laughs> who are you? Well, I am. Oh, that is a loaded question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll start with how we met. We met yeah. in our old advertising job, fun times. First job. Yeah. Yep, first job together. <laughs> that's also a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, let's not get into that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've been in that industry since. And I guess what brought us here today is basically, in a nutshell, you know, I was diagnosed with cancer in 2020, and it was ovarian cancer, of course. Yes. <laughs> which is why we are here today. Yeah. Um, talk about the ovaries. Yeah, talk about the ovaries. And through that whole experience, it obviously led me to having to freeze embryos. Mm -hmm. What's Not, the difference? So what I learned in the process was that you can either freeze eggs or embryos. Mm. So eggs are just the eggs that you have, what you're born with, and they go through a freezing cycle. Embryos are when you actually fertilize the egg. And um, so actually here in Dubai, you have to be legally married to do that. Yeah. Um, whereas elsewhere, it can be a sperm donor or, you know, your legal partner. Mm. So 
my best chance at that time was embryo freezing and we had just gotten married. So we underwent that process. Why was it uh, a need to do that at that point? Basically, uh, I had had one of my ovaries removed already. And um, when you undergo chemotherapy, uh, what they do is for women uh, is they give you a shot to put your ovary to sleep nice. if you have any, mm. uh, because there is a high chance of damage from the chemo. Okay. And by putting it to sleep, you again, there's no like certain numbers. Yeah. There's no certainty with it. It's literally just everything's up in the air. Like my whole experience has just been a big question mark mm. because there's just not enough research. There's not enough numbers. And each case is literally case by case. Every person's unique. Um, but for us, we had to do it immediately because I, I, I was in a time crunch. Yeah. Um, so we underwent, uh, embryo freezing. Unfortunately for me, the timing of it, if you know anything about, uh, egg freezing or embryo freezing, there is a certain window in which you have to do it to basically get a large quantity of eggs. Um, we only got two and that, I mean, it is what it is. And yeah, that's, that's basically my journey with, you know, the whole fertility mm. and egg freezing and embryo freezing. But there was a lot from then until now that has come to light. And it's, you know, it's what sparked our conversation mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people glorifying this journey mm. and people doing it, you know, electively rather than for medicinal or, you know, medical reasons. And for me, I mean, obviously it is personal. It rubs me the wrong way seeing people glorify it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they'll post about it and they'll kind of selectively choose what they want to share. And I understand that. Like we live in a world where everything is 20 second, you know, reels. Mm -hmm. And it's just doing what you can to get those views and whatnot. Yeah. But it's also you have a responsibility yeah. when you're sharing that yeah. because people do take social media very seriously. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for sharing all of that. I know it's very yeah. personal and I know it took you, you know, a, a while to decide to even share that with us. Yeah. Um, and sorry that you had to go th through that journey. And for anyone who went through that journey, it's, uh, it's not an easy one to take such <laughs> no, big, large decisions <laughs> in such a short time while no. defeating death. And, you know, it's a lot of, uh, you, know, you know, it's just being a woman. As you do. <laughs> So also from my perspective, I've been talking about this on the podcast as well for at least two years. And mine was also medicinal mm -hmm. and I had to face the truth uh, because I have PCOS and uh, I knew from when I was 19 that it impacted my fertility. And at one point, my doctor blankly, like, what is it? Like straight up just told me, oh, your eggs are not mature enough. You're never going to have kids. Wow. At 19, you know. As, as you do at 19, that's, that's experience you want. I mean, on the one hand, it's good that you knew that at 19. But yeah. I mean, there's a way of delivering yeah. that information. Was, yeah, was, as, as she was writing yeah. her, uh, her notes, you know, mm. it was very, Just, as you say, hey, do you want to have coffee? Do you, you like know. sugar with it? Yeah, oh, you're yeah, not going to have kids, you know? Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, but she said, it's okay, we'll medicate. And I medicated, blah, blah. And she said, yeah, now you're ready. But I was on, I was put on the pill since I was 19 until I decided to get off of it at 31. And obviously the pill is used in PCOS as a, as a band-aid yep. and they don't tell you anything about exactly. what's wrong with it. Now at this age, I'm married, we start having that conversation. And also I've always known that I'm not sure if I ever want to have kids. So, but I wanted to start having the discussions yeah. and I learned new things. 
which no one bothers <laughs> to tell me ahead of time, of course. Why should they? Um, it's just the lack of quality of doctors yes. in this com- in this country, in the, in the in the region, I think, or even in the world, because mm-hmm. as always, med- female medicine is never funded enough, never, never. acknowledged enough. No. That's why we have so many solutions for Viagra, but we don't have any solutions about women. That's fine. <clears throat> That's not another topic. It's another another episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the idea is, um, I think it also rubs me the wrong way because I always thought egg freezing is just like, yeah, it's right there. I just can do it. You know, I can figure it out. And people did start talking about it a few years ago, especially in our circles because yeah. we were the same age. And uh, I always thought it was just like my go-to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then yeah. I found it's not my go-to. It's, not. <laughs> it's really not my go-to. Um, you know, they don't tell you about the injections, which I know I don't want to put myself through hormones uh, because I know my body. Yeah. And they don't tell you that it's not guaranteed. And they don't tell you that with your with your age, the chances drop. So I read something. If you are 35 years old and you freeze your eggs, your chances are, drum roll, 50 to 60%. Yeah. And you're putting around 9 to twenty thousand dollars per cycle to for that chance yeah but again no one tells you nope so um another thing i found out just now actually when i was reading about it i didn't know that the uae has the lowest fertility do they rates uh one of the lowest not the lowest but lower than uk us uh, a lot of the world um and mainly because of lifestyle diet that no one tells you about led by pcos yes, that makes sense actually. makes sense that yeah makes sense. so the worse yeah. your diet is obviously the worse um your options opportunities are and um so recently i went to see my doctor to see uh, to talk about things and you know like i only heard about amh which is a very important diagnostic <laughs> for you why did i learn about it two years ago it essentially captures the age of your ovaries you have to do it before you do your egg freezing because to see maybe because you might be 20 but have ovaries of a 50 year old yep. or vice versa yeah, yeah. And, but no one tells you that and also that number is not accurate so it's not i actually didn't even know about this until <laughs> after the fact and we had um so basically because i am i had ovarian cancer I have to go in for testing every six months. And so they test my AMH and they test my LH. So these are two things that are very important in female reproductive uh, health. And I had no idea, like even after this whole thing, you know, and, you know, we've gone through chemo, we've gone through the egg freezing, we've gone through all of this, sorry, embryo freezing. And, you know, I go into my doctor and, you know, he's talking about AMH and I'm like, what is that? And he's basically explaining to me that it's, you know, the quality mm. of and quantity of your eggs that you have left. Mm. And I'm like, okay. And I had an extremely low number. I think the margin is like one yeah. or 0.5 to one. Yeah, for I low, was yeah. at 0.05. So literally, yeah. and when you hear that number, it's, it's absolutely scary, yeah. especially when you're at the start of your relationship and trying to figure yeah. out like, do you want kids? Do you not want kids? And knowing that that option's taken away almost instantly. But the thing with that is mm-hmm. I went to another doctor. <laughs> Same. And he was telling me, and he's my gynecological oncologist. So he specializes in this. And he was like, your AMH is a figure that you really should not put that much stock in because it fluctuates mm. and it matters when you take that test and and, and when. And, when. Mm. and so what we had learned, 
through this experience was through testing, my AMH started going back up. Oh, they told uh, me I can't bring it back exactly. up. Exactly. That's what I was told oh, by okay. my gyno is that idea. it will never go back up. Because it's like an age. It will exactly. Always down. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and okay. so through that things. whole experience, you're just like, okay, well, I have two doctors telling me two contradicting thing. things. Yeah. And it just tells me that there, there's not really a definitive answer. Mm. Or, you know, no one really knows because no, no one's done the research, the research yeah. for it. And again, it's one of those things where female health is so underfunded and under-researched. And yeah. it's frustrating because, you know, it's people's lives. Yeah, and, and you're supposed to trust those doctors. You're suppo They're supposed to be the source of truth, but exactly. they're not being that anymore. You have to know what you're going to ask. You have exactly. to be well prepared. You have to know your body and you're going to get dismissed anyway. You, ha you have to be your own champion in yeah, a way. Yeah, 100%. Uh, no, what I did is I did the same test in two different places. Yeah. With two different doctors. <laughs> I got similar results at least. Yeah. At least that. One doctor told me it's slow mm. and your option is egg freezing and go to Spain. Essentially. The same. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So don't do it here. <laughs> it's cheaper. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. apparently Dubai is going to turn into a hub for fertility. Interesting. Tourism. I was reading about it today. It's uh, it's uh, trying to pose it, pose itself like that. The, the other doctor told me, "You're great. <laughs> you have at least another year with that number. You know, you can just take some things uh, like supplements to help with um, with cell uh, health mm. uh, and normal supplements, not like female yeah. health related." And uh, she's like, "Yeah, you're fine. No worries. Just don't smoke." Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do with that information? Exactly. You know, additionally, <laughs> right. oh, she said egg freezing. She doesn't recommend. Mm. I trust her a little bit more because it's a little bit more established. Uh, she said egg freezing is not recommended because you need 15 or 20 plus or 20 yeah. eggs to yeah. do it. And again, you're going to pay up to $20,000 yeah. for a cycle that you can't guarantee. Yeah. Um, and she said IVF. I said IVF. I am not willing to do mm. IVF no matter what. Mm. I don't think I want kids that badly. Yeah. And that's something I've known. And I don't, and I, and I've had this conversation with Ahmed. It was like, if we have to go to IVF, I'd rather not. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. And yeah. I think what we want to talk about is a lot of these women or a lot of the social media content is glamorizing that from a female empowerment. Mm. Oh, I have a choice. Even the other doctor told me, you know, just like, um, um, yeah. you know, and yeah. just do it and then come to it. But no, going through injections, going mm. through hormone therapy, going through the disappointment and the financial 100%. inability, let's say, yeah. or financial stress, which again, in this economy, <laughs> we need to discuss it, right? Priorities. <laughs> These women glamorizing it from a point of yeah. perspective, from a point of view of empowerment, you know, you can choose your career or whatever mm. i think our, our agreed point of view is you should question if you even want, want kids. kids yeah this should be your last resort not your first option 100 and i keep thinking about it yeah i think a lot of them just are abusing that point of view absolutely i mean i was reading today actually that there are some companies that offer egg freezing as a part of a package it looks progressive yes but, but i think that's part of the problem exactly what you should be doing is allowing them to have kids early so they don't have to put the career on hold exactly the thing is with a woman it's a trade-off yeah you'll never have a man being asked oh so how do you balance life and kids yeah i mean work and kids or like you know hey do you want to freeze your sperm <laughs> so that you can put <laughs> which your which is a thing so now is it yeah oh, okay great <laughs> <laughs> Finally, but, that's, but again, they, even people don't know about it. Like yeah. you know, but people just don't talk about it because another another thing is 
where's the man in this equation? Exactly. And I feel like it, with that, everything ends up falling on the woman. Yeah. Financially, emotionally, hormonally, everything. physically. I mean, it's obviously yeah. you're the, you know, you're half of that factor. But unfortunately for us, it's, you know, we're the ones that have to undergo the injections. It's never just one cycle, especially if you're egg freezing. It's multiple cycles. Oh, okay. It's two to five. So you're saying two 20, to up to $20,000, two to five of that. That's a lot of Two money. to five cycles. Yeah, and if you, yeah, if you understand how it works, it's mm. basically you're timing it with your period and you're injecting yourself uh, once a day. Some, I think depending on what you're trying to retrieve, yeah. you're injecting yourself daily and that's another thing. Like, are you okay with injecting I'm yourself? Not. Do you have a friend, a support that, system? Yeah. When I saw that, because so first time I saw, sorry to cut yeah, you off, no, no. first time I saw it, it was glamorized. Yeah. Then I think a celebrity and someone I know yeah. were both talking about how hard it is. And, and she documented yeah. the injection. I was like, I didn't know that. It's and actually it's horrible. Changed. Yeah, it changed you know, the narrative for me. You're injecting right into your belly fat and you think it might not hurt. I mean, for some people, I don't know, mm. some people have different pain tolerance, but it hurts. It's, you know, psychologically you're stabbing yourself. I mean, they do come pre-measured. Mm, it's just, it's not a fun experience. And then the side effects of that is, you know, you're bloated, like, like painfully bloated. Yeah. Yeah. You are, you know, moody. You are just you know hormonal <laughs> you're hot you're sweating yeah. it's just it's not fun you know yeah. and then on top of that you're you're messing with your hormones yeah. and again what I, what I back to my point is you're when you're when you're doing this whole process it's timed with your cycle and so you have to do this two to five times this is two to five periods mm, and that's, that's months months yeah. it's like two to five months if you're regular if you're regular mm. and, and that's a whole other <laughs> aspect of yeah. it right so you're trying to get all those eggs and it's 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 a lot emotionally yeah. physically financially and another another part of it is it's it's frustrating because you go to all these clinics and they're all priced differently. Yeah. Yeah. Why is there no baseline? Yeah. You know, and it, it's again comes back to why is, you know, female reproductive health just all over the place. And insurance doesn't cover it. Insurance does not and cover it. And companies are so progressive to cover it, yes. which they don't. And uh, most likely, again, men don't take this is another added cost in our life that men don't yeah. take up. Yeah. You know. Um, I was talking to Ahmed about it just today, and he then he, and then he ended to add to this. He's like, and then you get you might get pregnant, so you yeah. have to do this for a few months. Yeah, and then you might get pregnant. He's like, you might, might. There's eh. no guarantee. Eh. Yeah. That's the thing. There's no guarantee, and no one tells you about that, and it's just so hard. And the men just don't even have to factor in. They don't have to think about it. They don't no. have to wonder. Oh, am I fertile enough? But that's the frustrating thing. Mm. Is like on the one hand, like for I mean, if you're egg freezing. I don't know if you knew this, you have a 60% chance of successful egg defrosting, which oh, means so after, after the after the after no retrieval, idea. if you do want to use those eggs, yeah. you have a 60% chance that they are viable, I had no idea. which is why you have to get that big quantity. Oh, yeah. So you already have 50. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're so again, it's there's so many variables to factor in when you're taking this decision because it's not guaranteed. It's yeah. your health, you know, are you know, your weight, are you a smoker? What's your diet like? Mm -hmm. All of these things factor in for the woman, mm. but no one talks about the man. No. And it's literally infertility does not discriminate. Yeah. It is 
man and woman and and the men also face a large part of infer- infertility problems so there's there was an article about how male infertility globally is going down yeah and that's because of stress and the lifestyle which is drinking smoking smoking is a big part but also of the hormone disruptors yeah. toxins that yeah. no one talks about which i've been actively trying to remove but yeah. you know it's really really hard you don't even know what's in it it's very and difficult today it's very, to, it is. to filter out those things that yeah. affect your your health it's, I mean, it's everything you're exposed to yeah and uh the, so there was a, a reel uh about a guy interviewing in the uk on the street you know. oh is it the nurse the I, nurse I guy that goes around asking like um medical questions no i don't know okay uh, so okay. the guy was asking um how much do you think a man in, 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 has an impact on infertility yes, this oh, is okay, okay. Yeah, yeah this is so a, all the questions yeah. were oh 10 5 20 mm-hmm. percent it's 50 50 it's 50 50 and no one talks about it no one says it and it's always in our culture specifically the woman has failed Exactly. Yeah, let's not forget that. Yeah. So it's a woman that has a problem with it. Uh, I know a friend of mine that's trying to conceive. She's Indo, trying to conceive to save her marriage. Her in-laws are blaming her. Mm. Simply blaming her. Yeah. You know, not only she has to deal with Indo, which is another another <laughs> painful experience. Of, yeah. Uh, she has to deal with culture, yeah. and we and there's a stigma around of it. Course. You know, we even have it. But um, yeah, I don't know how and when we're going to start including men, and they should be in this equation. Percent. Uh, and also uh, talk about financially. Um, so I got put on supplements. Supplements are expensive. Very. And insurance doesn't cover <laughs> doesn't, them. No. I don't know why. <laughs> and additionally, I have to buy the supplement. 400 dirhams. Oh my twice, gosh. Um, no, every two weeks. Yeah, twice a month. Okay. Is Ahmed paying for it? Wait, I'm not saying Ahmed has to pay for no, it. But yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not his medication. It's not his cost. I have to pay for it. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing is like, you know, me, you and I were married. We have that significant other. I'm sure they're more than happy yeah, to sure. contribute to it, it just, because it is a partnership. Yeah, yeah. But for the women that are just egg freezing, they are single. They are. Yeah. They don't it's know what lonely. they're. It's lonely, and yeah. you're putting in all this money, and like that's not even including the storage fees that you pay monthly. Like, don't get me yeah. started on that. And here you have it up to five years only. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know and that. And then you have to, if you're on a renew, I think it's a process. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that actually. Mm. That's good to know so, because I am I'm on my <laughs> third year now. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I think it's a lot. I think for someone who's single and yeah. is is going through it, and which is why you know this sparked our conversation, yeah. which is really think about why you're doing it. And you know, I I understand the power of like seeing someone, some influencer, going on this journey and and posting about it, but like. I guarantee you nine times out of 10, they are not posting the ugly part. The ugly part. Yeah, and it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And you know, yes, my experience was very specific, mm-hmm. but I don't want to say that it stops with me. It doesn't. I yeah. mean, I'm sure your experience yeah. also wasn't great. And the knowledge surrounding it isn't very accessible no and you know you have to go in knowing what questions to ask in advance because the doctors either are withholding information or they don't know which is worse yeah i mean an an example for Mm -hmm. for us is there's two examples when we uh after we had frozen our embryos i think it was like a year later we were just doing you know checkups to see like what our health was like um because we had talked about kids and Um, I remember my husband going to get tested and there was a bit of a concern with obviously, you know, sperm motility. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
but it's so common yeah. and unfortunately yeah. like men don't talk about that it's mm. not something that's discussed mm. and it's almost like there's this thing where it's like oh like he's less of a man because can you imagine you know, men sitting together like so what's your sperm count yeah but like but we do, <laughs> we do you know, know. we have it's these so conversations yeah, yeah. and and, yeah, and yeah. it's insane that like yeah. those conversations don't happen yeah and so we we got this test result and I, and I remember being like confused by it because I was like, okay, we've already frozen our embryos. Does that mean that, you know, the quality is not great? And I remember having a massive argument with my doctor, doctor at the time. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, no, you have to understand because we were rushing. And I was like, yeah, but this is information that, that I should know. And then it's due diligence. You have to explain this to your your patient because do you, you know, think they were withholding that because you didn't want you to not do it for for financial? I don't, I don't know. Gain? I I can't speak to what they're. But do you know what I mean? Like I do. No, no. It is it is worrying. It's extremely it's, worrying yeah. because it's a financial thing. Now. It's a financial thing. We've put all this money into yeah. it. I've undergone the operation, which in and of itself has its own complications okay. and. You're telling me now a year and a bit after that, you know, there was some like a little bit of a red flag there yeah. that wasn't on my on my yeah. end. And like, I can tell you very honestly, I I felt very responsible. Did, did you internalize? Of course. Mm. I felt like I was, you know, you brought this. I brought this on us, you know, like we we, you know, I'm I'm taking something away from yeah. from him. Yeah. And you know, is it something that's like obviously going to affect us later on in life? And I felt very responsible. Mm. Like I've taken away the chance of having kids, yeah. not like remove the cancer yeah, out yeah. of it. Like, you know, I, I, I put a, a lot, a lot of it on myself, yeah. a lot of the blame on myself. Yeah. And then to be told later on, like, Hey, by the way, yeah. it's not just you. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, it's liberating. It is. Yeah. It is. And and it, it, to share that responsibility and to share 100%. that. A hundred percent. And it also makes you realize like, hey, simple, simple things like lifestyle changes yeah, can avoidable. improve. That's the thing. Yeah, and yeah. really simple. Like my numbers changed within less than a year of changing my diet. There you go. And it's improved a lot. 100%. But but that's it. These, I don't like avoidable mistakes. Yes. It's very frustrating. And that's that's. It's, it makes me very angry. Mm. And that leads me to the second situation, which was actually three days ago. Oh, what happened? Yeah. So we've had to move our embryos from our, our original clinic for whatever reasons. And when they arrived at the new clinic, the lady there emails me and tells me, by the way, I noticed that your embryos were frozen on day two. Um... I think you should come in to speak to our doctor just to get a better understanding of your, you know, probabilities and and if you want to still go through with mm. transferring them and keeping these embryos. And so I'm like, what does that mean? Mm. And I obviously go online and like keyboard warrior, like Google. <laughs> Google is not the best friend, but it's good. I you answers. had no idea that actually the day that your embryos are frozen makes a massive difference so the what best do you mean the day is it like after they so, remove them so they remove the the yeah. egg and then obviously fertilize mm. it and then they stay in this little mm. petri dish mm -hmm. so it's between two to six days and the best best outcome is from day five to six 
and the least I'm is so day sorry. two to three. I'm so sorry. So already I am. You're already, at, you know, I mean, you keep I, decreasing the ex- probabilities exactly. and we, with avoidable things. But yeah. So not only have I gone through this emotionally trying situation, hmm. physically it was not fun. It feels horrible. So you don't recommend it? I, I mean, personally, <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless you really, really have to. And if you yeah. do, ask the right questions. Yeah. You know, and then finding out that it's not just me, it's also my partner. Yeah. And then realizing that there's a process that happens afterwards where the person in the lab is responsible for didn't for whatever reason didn't inform us of this didn't let us know that hey by the way day two is when we froze them i don't know what your reasons were i'm beyond asking now because it's too late yeah it doesn't matter anymore but why was it not frozen day five day six yeah you know so these are all things that are like one to three years later that i'm finding out and it's what did they say if you don't mind me asking so i mean not nothing did you go talk to them i I I need to i still need to schedule that appointment obviously it's a specialist so Mm. you know how it is it takes time here (laughs) well are you free in like (laughs) january 2024 Yeah, I'll just wait and think about the worst outcome possible yeah. while you are in Maldives. Basically. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, I mean, Sorry. there's a lot of things that we found out after mm. the fact, which is one of my concerns when I see people glorifying yeah. this whole process and, you know, oh, I just went to freeze my eggs because, you know, I saw Jennifer Aniston do it. And, you know, I saw this influencer online and, you know, they were probably being not gonna lie paid to Mm, endorse xyz clinic so just do your due diligence and and research and understand what you're actually getting yourself into yeah and yeah i mean and understand that it's not guaranteed it's really not guaranteed it's not not your way out at all i think you're back to uh you know if it's meant to happen it will happen in due course you can take all of the measures put yourself through it what will happen if it needs to, when it exactly. needs to happen. There's zero guarantee. There are too many variables mm. to factor in mm. the whole process. But yeah. Well, I think you wrapped up very well. Thank you very much <laughs> for that. Is there anything you would like to add if someone is considering to do something like that? I mean, I think we've said it. Mm-hmm. You know, ask the right questions. I think... You know, if you are considering it, ask your clinic, you know, what their success success rates are. It's a good question. Because, you know, if you're going to a clinic, you need to know that they are a one of the best, that they do have good success rates. We didn't do that. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously no time, time crunch and whatnot. But, you know, asking those questions, asking, you know, what the cost is if you are egg freezing and not embryo freezing what's the cost afterwards because you still have to fertilize that egg you still have to get it back in you know inside, inside you <laughs> you still have to deliver that baby and i think ask yourself if you really 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 do want to have kids yeah. is yeah. that something that you want that badly to undergo yeah. all of these yeah i agree you know, because i don't yeah. think it's worth it i don't think for if it might be worth it for people, but I know for me, if if I have to go through that, it's a no. Yeah. Then it's not meant to happen. Yeah. This is I can't do it. I'm still on the fence. Yeah. I still don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You know, 
you know, we've been told you can try naturally and that's mm. fine. But I mean, I am not the optimist in that situation because mm. of my history. And, you know, the thought of having to inject myself again and undergo yeah. that again, it's too much to, I think, mentally bear. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me. I hope, I hope you hear good news from the clinic. <laughs> I really do. Me too. I really do. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for joining us today. Tell us where you are in your journey. If you have a fertility or infertility questions, please. I mean, we're not doctors, but we can no. help direct you with what to look at. We have good we have, of experience. We have a collective experience, yes. I think. We know what questions to ask. Yeah. And what to look out for. And we learned a lot of things today as well, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so, um, you know, comment, uh, join us in this conversation, subscribe, and I'll see you next time.